This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. This recording was done live at Property Guru UI UX learning sessions. I had the pleasure of having Abhinit Tiwari back with me on Audio Gyan. I've interviewed him in episode 172 where we spoke about building asphalt gojek's design system abhinit has also been my co-host at audiogan in a 12 part series called where are the designers a quick intro about him abhinit tiwari is a product guy a designer and a programmer who has been building digital products for past 15 years currently is on a year long sabbatical previously was heading the design at gojek and before that he founded left shift technologies where he built products for bookmy show airtel citrus nh7 and many more so now over to a live conversation with uh, where designers product uh, managers and engineers were live uh, and this was recorded at property guru uh, i have divided into two parts one is more of strategic questions and one is a bit tactical because we are also in a process of changing a lot of things and improving and our overall experience but just as a warm up right i wanted to ask more of a personal question that you wear multiple hats and you have worn multiple hats over a period of time designer programmer product guy research guy so your twitter bio infects is uh, app maker pixel hinter leak checker i'm sure plumber was one of the options that you must have thought about like what do you associate most with like what do you call yourself uh like how do you like what 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 does core abhinit stand for <laughs> and i'm still figuring it out but uh, for now i think for the past few years i've been happy with people calling me that's the crazy guy who moves around wearing three hats uh, <laughs> that's what i've gotten comfortable with um but yeah it's it's been really hard one like um uh, all of them uh, the product roles that i've had for example have mostly been customer facing and people the stakeholders they gave me those roles because they know this guy has been a designer uh, as a designer however what helped me make you know do designs better designs faster is that i had built dozens and dozens of apps as an engineer so all these hats like i am one because i have done the others um engineering makes me feel really smart that's the leak checking part uh, in old days of ios development ram used to be a problem and it was my job uh, to check the apps for leaks memory leaks right that made me feel really smart uh, designing pixel hinting uh, taking other people's icons and telling them hey this you think this would work at great at 2x but this wouldn't work at 1x let me fix your icons for them that that gave me a lot of joy and product i think makes me feel successful right because uh, engineering and design are worth nothing if they don't land up in the hands of the customer right so all three i'm i'm the guy with who has multiple hats awesome awesome cool uh, so yeah i'll start off with more of strategic uh, questions and and i wanted to begin by asking like what does and as we keep offline discussing right uh, more philosophical ones uh, what does scale mean to you right in the especially in the world of tech sure uh, i think uh, scale uh, is inevitable uh, i think all businesses you look at them um, they start small um, most of them 
Uh, and then eventually, like you have to, like if you're doing something good for the world, whatever your company's motivations are, if you're doing something good for the world, uh, or if you're making money for your shareholders, whatever you're doing, uh, eventually you need to get that out to more people, right? So scale, I feel like, is inevitable. Tech is strange, right? So I'll, I'll give you an example of a supermarket, right? Like uh, uh, you go to a supermarket, uh, they want, you know, the demand is unpredictable, right? Uh, to some extent. Uh, post 6 p.m. post office hours on weekends, there'll be more people, right? Uh, afternoon on a weekday, there'll be less people. So they have to design it so that each customer checks out as seamlessly as possible, right? Uh, if you, now the challenge in scale is like you can scale horizontally, you can make the store bigger, you can add more tellers, more people to pack bags, etc. That's one way to scale. But the challenge is in keeping the costs the same, using the same infrastructure and serving exponentially large number of customers, right? And that's where I think tech comes in. A traditional business would, you know, scale horizontally. Uh, tech enables non-tech, you know, businesses to scale vertically as well, like what Amazon's doing. They're like, we don't need tellers. Like, just put 20 cameras, we have computer vision. We'll see what Kedar is picking up of each shelf and putting it in his cart and you just walk out and the payment gets cut from your Amazon Pay wallet or whatever uh, card you've linked, right? So that's what tech does to scale. And that's why I think software is eating the world and every business is becoming a tech business. Um, also, I think uh, being an engineer, I think tech has an engineering has a hidden agenda. Uh, like you're a property guru. Your job is to help people you know, find housing seamlessly. I was doing ride hailing, food delivery, etc. So these companies, engineers who work there, these companies have their own mission, but engineering by itself has its own agenda, right? Like these guys, collectively the tech industry over the years, be it, you know, CPU speeds, GPU speeds, memory storage, database, user concurrency, their aim seems to be just keep extending the boundaries, right, as far as we can. So Correct. engineering, for example, scales just for the sake of scaling because better engineering is if you can go farther, faster on less fuel, right? So a tech industry overall, this like that's the pace of tech. We are living in the age of tech. So that's what scale means to me. One is inevitable, right? And in the context of tech, uh, like growing exponentially, right? Um, sorry, if I'm not making sense, feel free to ask. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, please. Yeah. No, uh, please. Uh, people who have want to have double click on those questions, please feel free to put in the chat. All right. Uh, but like then, then moving to design, right? Where does design sit in? What does designing for scale means or, or how does it enable, uh, the company or, uh, why, why even design for scale? Why design for scale? Yeah. I think uh, in tech industry in general, I think scale is one of the buzziest buzzwords, right? Like mm. hyperscale and, you know, everybody celebrates and takes pride in scale. Uh, now, the latest thing is, uh, if I'm not a population scale products, right? It's like products which are used by, uh, you know, Billion. almost, yeah, a whole nation, a whole country, a whole region, a whole continent. Um, yeah. So... Scale, as I said, scale is inevitable and I've seen what scale does to different departments and I've had the fortune or misfortune of seeing what scale does to design as well. In the simplest terms, I think uh, 
design has to keep up with the scale of the company because i believe design is essential for the company to continue growing right so why design for scale because businesses need to grow every department needs to do what it needs to do uh, to make sure the company can onboard more customers right however they make their revenue right uh, even in ad supported businesses even though the customer is not paying we need to grow right you need to add more people searching add you know more people views so that the advertisers can get in, uh, the front and design is a huge huge uh, role to uh, you know play uh, so growth is probably why uh, and design i see like i see it as two separate things uh, mostly uh, one is how design relates to tech engineering right so we are the people who get things done uh, in in the lamest terms if you don't have a designer uh, then you don't have a screen if you don't have a screen then the engineer does not know what to write so that's the production aspect of design that is a necessary individual contributor that you need on the team if you want to push something out and on the other side design is how it relates to the people right like problem finding research is a part of that but what are the problems we should solve next right and that is what it surfaces by talking to customers obviously that's what it surfaces for the company and in both the sides there are different ways to uh you know there are different challenges for design teams to uh, you know when when scale hits uh, on the production side you can't make screens far fast enough uh, so i was in gojek for example in early 2016 uh, and in a few months uh, and we were going growing gangbusters uh, just to give you a sense of scale like we would grow 10% in terms of new customers coming in week on week right so that meant every 10 months we have double the customers and we kept that insane unsustainable speed going for you know almost 2 years it wasn't 10% towards the end of it but we were growing gangbusters throughout and it it screwed over both these aspects of design uh, on the production side we just couldn't keep things consistent the team a is designing something everything's on fire and you know that they're doing the best that they can do for say ride hailing right and then there is a food delivery uh, team on the side they're solving their own problems but in the end gojek is a super app it lives inside one container there has to be base level consistency otherwise the customers get confused like there is a completely different way to pay in one product there is a completely different way to pay in another product and these are new users right like they haven't used these services before so uh, it was breaking right and that's why we came up with things like okay let's make a design system that's typically the first thing people do because yeah it's, it's, it just makes sense right and it solves a lot of downstream problems uh, but on the other side uh, you know we also had to scale up our research team uh, we had to make sure that everybody who's calling customer care somebody needs to define the tags what buckets these problems go into uh, figure out where in the databases like how is the data reporting for that working what are the dashboards that we need to wake um but with yeah like uh, that's that's kind of what uh, scale does to design teams and i'm not even touching the people and culture aspect right like when you're hiring uh, 10 people every month right it doesn't matter what you think your design process is or what you think uh, makes you know motivates people in your team every new person comes with a whole new set of ideas 
and we had to create systems not just like th- these are the two aspects but then the general management aspect to design we had to create recruitment processes uh, interview processes uh, you know debate whether we give assignments some designers hate assignments uh, debate whether on site uh, you know case studies work better uh, we had to come up with growth frameworks right like uh, help designers plan their growth we had to figure out uh, you know first figure out uh, how uh, rest of the teams were doing appraisals and you know uh, you know feedback and all of that thing and then figure out what is the thing that will work for the design team so basically everything that goes into running a team a department everything breaks its scale um, and uh, yeah and that is why designing for scale that is why thinking 6 months ahead 1 year ahead 2 year ahead is such an important thing you don't think about that uh, beforehand and it will be too late right and mm-hmm. there can be dire consequences like people will leave <laughs> because they like this is a mad house i just can't figure out how to get things done here um or like the motivation would be low uh, or worse like customers will leave because you know the product that is being built is not reliable not high quality enough or simply doesn't solve their needs right so everything broke and everything broke every 6 months uh, <laughs> we had to so we had to like early days i was very reactive the team was very reactive like we have a problem let's solve it uh, this will fix it right like people don't want assignments let's 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 do a on site case study problem solved like right? 6 months later it would show up again you have to a company has to go through those growth pains to realize the value of processes to realize the value of systems to uh, you know get the confidence to plan in 3 or 5 year terms right? none of us had it and that's what scale uh, kind of teaches us right and it the, the job is not done man uh, last week i was with some mckinsey folks talking about design and they were sharing some numbers it's mckinsey i guess we can trust them uh, some boss that uh, they were saying like at least uh, 50% of uh, design teams in companies they don't track design and experience and measure it anywhere is rigorously as they say do revenue and costs right at least 40% of companies they, this is the glaring stat 40% of the companies uh, that they talk to do not talk to customers at all during the process of product development right no customer was right and uh, i i asked them the second question is like how many of these companies are small like what what kind of scale are you talking about are these small companies are they big companies and i was surprised they said no we only talk to big companies mm-hmm. so these are, so these are huge companies and the reason why they are having these problems is probably they couldn't figure out how to keep up with because it's easier to design for 20 30000 people right but when you're talking population scale there have to be some really robust you know systems and processes in place and people who probably done it before or people who are smart enough to figure out how do we keep up with this much customer feedback coming from all corners right how do we prioritize that? so yeah the scale breaks everything and it's important it's important to market for scale to engineer for scale to design for scale to hr for scale everything it's it's inevitable you need to prepare for it man yeah that's that's very very insightful in fact but like the way you mentioned about engineering 
sort of tripping on the GPU speed and app size and a bunch of other things. What can design and research trip on? Like, what's that uh, beyond CSAT and NPS score uh, to measure? What 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 metric? I mean, it's a tough one, but what metric typically happens because design and in, especially design and research have to be like justifying uh, that this is what scale will help us. Yeah, I think the, the, the first thing is like most of the time, whenever I found it hard for, uh, you know, what is it that can motivate design or design can take a trip on in your words, right? Most of the times I find some alignment with the business folks and the engineering folks, like we are one company, right? Uh, so whatever the CEO is tripping on, whatever has been promised to the investors, right? Like that's kind of, I, I try to find what design can trip on within what the rest of uh, the company is tripping on. That's just easier um, uh, to tell you like, and it changes, it changes with the product, it changes with time, right? So the last two years I spent designing the payment app for Gojek, right? So I think this is the first time some super app of this size is taking a product out. Usually it's just adding products in, right? So this is the first time we are trying to take a product out, a major product, the payments product, and launch it as a standalone app, right? So going against everything the super app thing stands for, right? So last two years I spent doing payments and after a lot of research, talking to people, trying to figure out, like we had a bunch of matrix you said, like CSAT, NPS, uh, you know, time to task, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, engagement retention and the usual product, you know, uh, metrics are there as well. So we try to think what is the one thing that matters above everything else. And after a lot of research, talking to a lot of people, for, yeah, for for payment specifically, right? For GoPay, uh, what we narrowed down on at the end was speed, right? Like uh, because we were primarily going for um, you know P two P transfers and bank transfers, right? And we realized like speed followed by reliability, right? Um, speed is the biggest thing, right? And I've been in this company for six, seven years. And uh, we had some numbers on P, you know, how long does it take? What's a P50, P90 of how long does it take to send somebody money, right? And it's just that that had not been the thing we'd been tripping on for a long time. Right, so it had slid down to like 10 seconds, 20 seconds sometimes, uh, which seemed insane, right? <laughs> it, it's a, so. Yeah, 20 seconds is a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, if 27 seconds is P90, like imagine what the rest of the 10% are like, and, and what is taking 20 seconds there? There are only three questions, who, how much, right? And the third question is from where, if that person has multiple sources of funds, right? Uh, so we tripped on speed like that was our North Star for design specifically. Let's make a product as fast as possible to, you know, send money to somebody, right? Uh, mm-hmm. can, can we make it one second, right? Uh, and we failed. <laughs> we, we couldn't make it one second, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I think the product is launched and we are under five seconds uh, now for payment. Wow. Right? And... Uh, and yeah, uh, so that's that's from payments. Um, for ride hailing, it's completely different, right? Like it's uh, time to pick up is what we were uh, focusing on for the longest time. Although that's again, like that was a shared uh, goal with the team. Um, but that stopped being a goal uh, because you know, as competition heated up, the delivery fees started going up. Uh, companies go public, and then 
these days especially uh, we're in the tech winter people need to worry about how are we making money so once that became a target then we started focusing more on how do we reduce costs right uh, without reducing driver incomes obviously so that became a thing which the whole product team again was tripping on um and then there are some design specific goals one which nobody really cares about like uh, accessibility <laughs> for example right uh, uh, it's very difficult to relate it directly to uh, you know the top line and bottom line of the company uh, but that's something i think uh, it's part of design ethics to make sure that your product is accessible to everyone so that was kind of an internal goal that we track uh, and we try to make sure that uh, our product is wcag 2.1 a compliant or Uh, whatever whatever standard we end up uh, following till the end mm-hmm. so then there are those things but there's no dearth man like a group of motivated people who enjoy each other's company and are within the framework of an organization um i think they'll they'll never fail to find something to trip on <laughs> like there's a there's a there's a deeper problem if you can't find something uh, which you can get excited about reducing by a factor of 10 like that so many things yeah. yeah absolutely in fact for us speed uh, is yeah i mean because we are in a very different kind of a uh, domain i think trust is one of the important factors for us right like just how trustworthy the house which i'm venturing into or at least i'm generating a lead for is is the most important so how do you how do you build trust on that page how do you build trust on the agent that you are going to connect with uh, i think that's that's one important uh, thing which we are kind of tripping on yeah so so moving on like uh, how like what 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 is the role of sit design and and research in this entire piece right uh, like like you mentioned that uh, a research and a research and design team can generally carry forward what the management has or what the leadership or the investors are interested in now if we want to make money we align ourselves there if we want to make uh build trust we align ourselves to that right uh and within us there will be internal goals like accessibility or or uh designing for scale and so on and so forth or or shipping sp- speed to be faster uh but then how how do we align i i, I don't know how to frame this but it's it's like like what's the incentive for then the design and and research team to align with the company's goal apart from working <laughs> uh b- bigger increments <laughs> sorry just <laughs> 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 joking, half joking right uh, being yeah. part of any company like the literal taking incentive literally right like uh, mm-hmm. a, every department has to contribute to the top line to the bottom line of the company right uh as uh, this is the simplest terms i can put it in right mm-hmm. so uh, beyond so obviously you're not asking about that uh, looking beyond Uh, uh, literal incentives uh, i think um, again like you have to go back to why you came into design i've met a lot of designers who come into design for all the wrong reasons <laughs> right uh, but most of them uh, do come in because they they believe in what you know the the history and philosophy of design uh, if they come through college they get that uh, if like half of the designers in south asia southeast asian uh, industry design industry are actually from engineering right? like me so about 50% were engineers in some capacity right? uh, sorry digressing there 
but uh, yeah like designs the only thing that's important about design i don't know who said this is how it relates to the user right so i think the best place to look for incentives uh, is is like if you do, like aligning to business is not an option but if you want other motivation other incentives then looking uh, at how are you making the world a better place by solving the customer problems that's probably the area where uh, most amount of long lasting motivation and incentive can come from right like it gives me a lot of joy uh, to see so many millions of people using my products right uh, it gives me joy even when they complain about my product right so seeing smiles on their face if you need the highest level uh, incentive seeing my customer smile and say i can sense that the people who build this product behind this product had joy in building this right and them feeling that joy that's the most magical uh, feeling Right, but to get not to get too philosophical, coming back yeah. to the track, design and research's role in scaling. As I already said, like design, uh, research is more important. I would say as you scale, uh, because I've seen and you know when companies are in early stages, uh, and most of the companies like you will not enter a market where there are no players. Like that's rare. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, there are incumbents. So when you start off, like for example, if you want to make a WhatsApp killer today, right? Messaging was new in 2005, right? Today, messaging, like the minimum viable product of a messaging, includes a ton of features. You can't ship a messaging app without copy and paste today, like Apple did, you know, uh, in iOS one. That that will just not sell. Those are, those have become basic needs. What used to be luxury, right? So for smaller companies. the roadmap in a large extent could come from just competitor research right and you will take time to build that but when you hit scale uh, the biggest problem is you run out of problems you run out of simple problems right and then the problem becomes what's the next big problem to solve and that's how big companies get beaten right there are smaller companies somewhere they get insights from the customers and they see hey this is one problem here which none of these incumbents are solving and this seems to be a really painful thing for the customers and that's the wedge they find in an established market to go in and you know even have a dream of defeating the incumbents right so research is most important because at scale it's not easy to listen to synthesize and most importantly convince everybody inside the organization about you know these are the top customer problems or these are the top unmet needs right to do that at a scale of gojek for example it requires a huge army of researchers being out in the field every single day uh, talking to customers from every kind of segment uh, so yeah like that's the role research has to play provide like the, i like to say like research are the eyes and ears of the design team right and i would say it, ideally it should be for the organization as well of course there are some things like uh, in property guru as well i'm pretty sure like there will be an operations team there will be sales teams there are other teams other departments which talk to customers on a fairly regular basis right so they are probably better place to surface problems with the existing solution right but the ideal goal for the research is to find out the problems which nobody is seeing right mm. and that that is in like in the shortest way that's my research team's goals right that you have to forget this year 
you have to do things to bring insights which help us make the plan the cycle for the next year like when all our product heads and business heads and engineering heads when they're sitting down trying to figure out what should be the okrs kpis whatever you use for the next year research has to provide you know the food for thought right that hey in terms of problems these are the problems in terms of opportunities areas looking at competition looking at you know where the country is going the market is going these are the opportunity areas right and do the homework before so yeah that's probably the most important and that's how research makes a difference of course uh, the other parts of research like usability testing making sure what the designers have designed actually uh, you know the customers can use those are for me hygiene like that that you have to do anyways right with the where the money is in are you able to set the narrative for uh, are you really able to become the representative of the customer right do people in the company look at you when they want to figure out hey what should we do next right and to be honest like even my team and looking at responsibilities we are far away in terms of ux research from getting there correct correct in terms of design uh, designing at scale i think yeah like um, most of the big companies would also end up in multiple product categories right tons of engineers uh, tons of designs tons of bug fixes new features experiments hypothesis going out so i think design's primary job is to you know uh, not block things right and design's job is to make sure uh, if you have multiple products then every product fits into the larger whole right because i think a lot of because org structures of a lot of companies uh, you know they they because they grow so big uh, they want to make individual pods independent right uh, design i think uh, at least in gojek and in certain other companies i'm aware of design kind of ends up playing that role of being the glue that okay you can go ahead and try out your hypothesis and grow your product you can go ahead and grow this but look this is how all of it fits together uh okay. this is what our design language is like this is how we speak right uh, don't you know the feeling that people get when they land on a landing page on your app should be the same when they see a holding somewhere right should be the same when they talk to customer service so designs job is to keep making sure that uh, everything that all of these different people are doing fits together as one cohesive whole I'm sorry if I'm being too high level man. Hope it makes sense. No, no, no. In fact, I'm 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 going to digress. Uh, I'm going to like double click on most of the things because a little uh, more. Uh, I I I can get it, but please others, if you like, there are some chats. One second. Oh, there are a lot of chats. We'll we'll go through them, few of them. Okay, but then when you say that we design for scale, is it fair to say that we have to build in processes which you spoke about, but then doesn't. process driven culture uh, also hinder innovation or becomes too too mechanical i would say like does that happen yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a mechanical job <laughs> it's a like uh, as i said like pixel hinting what is it it's like somebody makes an icon now you have to make sure that every icon's coordinate is an integer and not a floating point that when you reduce it by half the line still look sharp right and it if it's black it's black it doesn't become gray because the, the, the operating system is anti aliasing it what could be more mechanical than that 
right? Like I have done these jobs in my life where I've sat through an icon pack of 600 icons and literally gone icon by icon and made sure everything is an integer because I wasn't smart enough to make a plugin for that and it doesn't really work. So, so this is where I would say that like uh, I was watching this guy Ranbir Brar. He's a chef, right? Uh, he's a very popular YouTuber as well. So Brar was saying like, what's a good meal in a restaurant? Right. So he's like the appetizers. That's where like you need a lot of flavor, a lot of chilies. Like you know, it's packed with flavors. It's appetizer. It needs to get your appetite going. Desserts also are something where people add a lot of flair in presentation. Right. It's very sweet. Right. The main course is something. See, your job is also to give people nutritional food. Right. Something that you know uh, does good things to their bodies. It's like the main course should be boring. Right. The <laughs> so that people can eat a lot and fill their stomach and not fall sick the other day, right? And I had a tube light moment then and I was like, yeah, like apps are also similar, right? Like the, the starting onboarding first impressions are really important. The end of the funnels are also really important because those are moments of delight. What you wanted to do got done, right? The middle parts, there's no shame in it being boring, right? It just needs to be clear and fast right so i'm sorry i don't know if i'm answering your question directly but yeah it is mechanical but we have to accept that 80 percent of the work has to be like it's in the process of building things that you know even when you're building a little building 80 percent of the work is laying brick by brick and putting plasters in between right so yeah the process of creating something it has the exciting parts and it has the mechanical part and yeah, trying to make things too sexy all the time. Uh, it doesn't work at scale. You mm. you can do that. I think we have spoken about this. Yeah. You can do that if you're building sorry, sorry. a playhouse for your kid. Right? That's a weekend project for a dad. Right? It doesn't work if you're designing a hospital. Right? So mm. that's that's like I, I enjoy the mechanical yeah. parts of my job. Automating them is where you can find joy in it. Like if it's mechanical and now we are like AI is all over my Twitter. So now we're living in that place. So maybe we finally found the solution uh, for the mundane work going out and we do only do the exciting stuff. Um, but otherwise, like embracing the, it is mechanical. I would just embrace it. Large part of the world is there. Yeah. So uh, just a quick call out for everyone. Me and Abhinit can just keep going on talking. Uh, so just in the interest of time, I have a lot of questions more. Uh, so I'll skip one or two. But um, Apple sort of being an exception, uh, which other company do you think has done work at scale? I mean, I know like you'll say Stripe, uh, but any any other Airbnb has to a certain extent. But uh, anything anything that uh, you can sort of share with us about this product or this brand has really nailed it. So this this year I'm on a like uh, I'm, I'm off work I'm on a year long vacation so I've been primarily looking at non tech companies right and uh, there I think IKEA is is a great example uh, of how to use scale uh, and it's a great example of design systems as well I believe at Figma Conf this year there was a talk about IKEA's design system as well uh, I would ask at least all the designers and actually non-designers as well to go and watch it. So they fascinate me. They're amazing. But coming back to tech, I would say Spotify. Right? I think they're, they're taking the music streaming market 
from right under the noses of Apple uh, and you know Google as well. And I love it how they are doing it. Uh, they're doing it by tapping into what music is itself. Um, I was recently talking to a friend from Kenya, right? And uh, I use Apple Music and this, uh, I, I've used Spotify from time to time, but this guy comes in and he's like, uh, do you have Spotify on your TV? And I was like, why do you use Spotify? And he's like, bro, like Spotify is where all the cool playlists of what the young people like in Kenya right now is, right? So that to me is fascinating. There's something called Genten, which is topping the charts in Kenya, right? Apple simply hasn't been able to scale their research uh, to, you know, to this extent. They're on top of what's trending in young people in all the markets that they're in and Spotify is doing that. And if you do that, then, you know, the nature of entertainment music is such that wherever the cool content is, that is where people will go. Right. So, yeah, I think they're doing a brilliant job. And even on a, even on a, Technical design aspect, I think Spotify has done pretty well over the last five, six years. One thing which I love about them is, I don't know, you folks can Google. They used to have a design system called Glue, right? Way back when. Uh, they killed that. <laughs> and they made a completely new system called Encore, right? And that is something uh, I would have wished to see at Gojek as well. Uh, because, you know, uh, systems have a shelf life. Right, and it takes uh, it takes a lot of bravery, and it shows organizational maturity when people take something which has been a huge legacy system, right, and you know replace it with another system that's better, right. So they're one of the few companies who I think I've who've done it, and that's why they have a lot of love and respect for me. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I believe their first metric was speed. I think they have cracked it and pretty much stayed stable on it. And now they are venturing more into Spotify. I'm talking about like it's, it's all about just under one second, under two seconds, or maybe less than that. It was like in milliseconds debate, which was happening. So since you mentioned about legacy, like if you are already a market leader, like what again, like what can make one strive for excellence, right? We are already at scale in terms of business, in terms of, market share in terms of uh, this is where I think design will play an important role but yes we are building a trusted marketplace but from a business standpoint we are market number one right uh, then what what like do we create an artificial uh, enemy or do we create a hypothetical threat or like how do we like strive for excellence then or or we as in like any any market leader yeah, like, um, again, like we have to understand uh, that we, we are businesses. I, I believe Property Guru is already public, right? Has been for some time. Yes. Yeah. As, as a public company, uh, all of us have a fiduciary duty to maximize shareholder value, right? Because you can do other things when you're a small company, private investors. But these are moms and pops. These are normal people who've taken their hard-earned money. And they've uh, literally bought your shares, right? So uh, I think um, that scares me when Gojek went public, for example, Gojek and GoPay. It scares me, but uh, that responsibility is a huge reason to keep striving for excellence, right? Like uh, Gojek, for example, there are a bunch of drivers who are our shareholders, 
<laughs> right? So the people who drive for Gojek, there are, uh, you know, they, they have shares there. Like we can't lose, make them lose their money, right? So that's one. That's from a very business, very thirty-six-year-old me perspective. Uh, but earlier in life, I used to think these things are, uh, you know, just chasing profit for the sake of profit is not exactly. Uh, you know, it, it can't be your purpose, right? Uh, I still believe that, but I do think this is far more important uh, than I used to earlier. So that's one. Uh, for design specifically, again, I said it already. Like customer delight, right? Like people after people. If you ask them, uh, would you move to some other product instead of my product? Saying no, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think is overall what drove Gojek design and what drove me as well. Uh, at a micro level, these things can be anything. It can be I want to make the fastest payment app ever, or I want to, you know, change the way people uh, find houses or look for houses. Right? I want to take all the pain out of it. Uh, the thousand reasons which you can come up with. I think the best reason is something which most, which which gets most of your team to wake up in the morning and look forward to coming to office. Right? So <laughs> there are micro cultures in teams. So whatever motivates most people, uh, and I don't think like um, getting at scale, actually, I felt, uh, I find more reasons because now every time I make something faster, something easier, something more delightful, I know like this will go out to every single island, every single district of this fourth largest country in the world, at least, and to some people in Singapore too. So yeah, that. So scale actually has increased. Um, it's it's like being like if you want to have be the artist, don't want to become a businessman, then you're getting a bigger stage, right? So getting a bigger stage should logically, rationally increase, you know, the 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 wish to give your best performance, right? So scale should actually whatever you whatever your motivation was, scale should actually help. Uh, solidify and magnify it. Uh, so I would like to know why you are asking, why you frame this question this way, like because yeah, like more scale means more. It's easier to find reasons to excite yourself. Um, yeah, I, I yeah I know uh, the reason why I ask you is also because there are different geographies and different kinds of uh, market share that we hold. It's predominantly large, but. I've seen when I was working in in Bookmy Show a couple of years ago, uh, like it had a huge legacy system of almost a similar size, 15, 20 years. And uh, nobody was ready to get their hands dirty into the live entertainment flows of like just maddening categories and multi-day events. And it was just all over the place built on a legacy system and uh, like every event which used to go live used to take about four days. Uh, and like uh, the design team champion to make uh, a list your show kind of a flow, which were, which took that four days to one hour. And the joy that we have today is like just amazing because recently BCCI, the, the biggest uh, cricketing board sort of partnered with Book My Show for all the big uh, tournaments. So yeah, it like it comes very naturally to a lot of people, but for those who think, oh, we are already there, What what's the difference and like, what? how do we push the boundary or where do we push the boundary? I think that's where the question came from, but you you articulated nicely. 
I'll yeah, move on to the last. And yeah, I I do want to say one thing on this the, the general topic of how do you convince people right to change the way they are doing things. Uh, the hack that I found is like most of the time I've been told no when you keep asking why or keep figuring out the reasons have been cost, cost in terms of dollars or cost in terms of time. So the biggest hack I have is if I go to the stakeholders if I'm not asking them for more headcount. Right, and if I'm not asking them for more money, they're much more likely to let me do what I am doing. Right, so if I don't slow down other teams, or if I don't literally cost them more money, they will. Most people uh, would would let you do what you're doing, right? Because I think excitement is infectious, and most humans uh, don't like shutting down another excited human for some reason, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, on yeah. legacy systems, I think yeah, in large organizations, I know people who built some excellent processes and systems and have since left the company, right? And uh, there are very few people left behind who knew why that system uh, existing in in the first place, right? So I think doing away with any legacy system or changing any process that exists and annoys you, you have to start with finding out, uh, doing a little bit of archaeology and finding out who made this, why did they make this. And why was this project approved then? And most of the time, you're like this. This exists so that we don't like processes exist so that you don't screw up, right? So that people don't accidentally like you build rails on a roof so that kids don't fall off, right? But instead of building a railing, if you build a wall and you block everybody's view of the scenery, right? It becomes annoying. So you have to understand why was something done first. Make sure those goals are preserved. Try not to ask for much in return that you're changing them. Do it anyways, and then if you show people that hey, we didn't follow the process, we did something else. But look at this: the metrics you cared for are still the same or better, and time or cost is lesser. Uh, most people would be willing to uh, you know change processes, and we do that with government. Mm-hmm. We do that with like armies change their processes and policies. Uh, so a lot of organizations do, and there's a change management process also. If you read that literature, this is what comes out. Right? Sorry. No, no, no. This is in fact great because like my last two questions were like a segue to those questions itself, and which the team had asked. Uh, so Menaka and my team had asked. Like uh, we are in the process of improving our design system, so uh, which we hope will will help us scale. So. Who could be like the key stakeholder, right? Uh, and and then how do we actually? I'll just keep it for now. Uh, who could be the stakeholder, and then I have a follow up one on that. Key stakeholder. So like I think you already know everybody is a stakeholder in uh, design systems because everything goes through that. Uh, key stakeholder, I would say, uh, my personal choice is somebody in engineering, right? Because design uh, is important. I love design to death, but. Um, Engineering makes design real, right? And I've seen people in my team break the design system and still do designs which meet the customer needs. It's possible, right? Uh, you can see it in uh, if you use Android or iOS. You can see it within Google and Apple as well. Uh, not all apps follow the design system 100%. In fact, no apps follow the design system 100%. Right. Some follow more, some follow less. Like the settings app in Android and iOS is probably the closest we'll get to 100% design system compliant. They have nothing which mm. does not exist in the system, right? Because why? Because design systems, at one level, like there are design benefits you get from them. Consistency improves ease of use, 
right consistency increases familiarity familiarity can be a huge mood especially for less tech savvy people they don't want to try out something new like my parents learn how to use apps from me right uh, and i show up again they they're not going to download a new app by themselves right they'll take a little bit of a price hit as well right because they don't order food so often so design has its benefits which are tangible and lots of billions of dollars in uh, terms of uh, costs uh, revenues um, but the benefits that design system brings to engineering that the app will not crash right so as i said like designers have gone ahead and made a separate completely different looking app in a different design language right and still met customer success but their crash rates were higher right because you're still yeah. writing new lines of code right so i think in terms of key stakeholders if you can get engineering to support and promote reuse which is part of their core you know the education yeah. uh, reuse <laughs> uh you know uh, polymorphism inheritance right this is what engineers will come so if you can find engineering to lead a design system mm-hmm. i have seen that those are the design systems which last the longer get adopted the easiest get contribution the easiest right because again these this is a design is having its moment now but design hasn't run large scale open source systems engineering has right so they know how to set up processes for quality check processes for contributions anybody like there there's a the ton of work happening in ai any idiot can go as long as you solve the problem correctly you can send a you know a pull request and if it looks right they will accept the contribution right so mm-hmm. sorry if it, uh, like saying but i i really believe like key stakeholder if you can make it engineering that's nothing better than that right you can of course go for business as well if your design system is going to make a lot of money uh, by making it much faster for you to launch products but i have found that that process is harder to measure and it's a lagging indicator you will know in a year or so right but with engineering matrix you know immediately right any time somebody wants to deviate with the system like they you know this thing they'll write new code it will be poorer quality software so yeah i would say somebody in engineering ideally uh, ux engineering uh, a function which i would love to see in most companies uh, which is basically a combination of design and front end and somebody senior up being the key stakeholder there like that's that's ideally the best but otherwise engineering sorry awesome so mayank is like saying like we'll we'll cut this portion and send it to our Uh, send it to pedro and other people in the engineering team cool one last question and i'm just uh, cutting down few questions in the interest of time because i don't know whether we'll open up for q and a but yeah um so when there is process when there is design system how do we keep agile uh to incorporate user feedback on a ongoing basis because those can come from anywhere right uh, maybe research can pull out something uh, maybe the app store rating can just like say that hey this is my biggest problem and then suddenly you see some problem which has happened now if you have sprints if you have all these kind of processes in place which are meant for scaling then you you might tend to lose that agility and then 
that incorporating feedback which is like really firefighting how do, how does that happen sorry this is a tactical question but uh, it was again asked by one of the designers yeah it's okay man but but i i i hate this like systems and processes curtail creativity line of argument and i hate it yeah hate is a strong word i say that because i i've believed that for the longest time in my career it's only a recent realization uh, that you know constraints actually like what is out of the box if there is no box there would be no out of the box right so you only get to be called creative and out of the box because some people made that box some people defined the boundaries of what you can do what you cannot do which you are now proud of breaking and calling yourself a creative genius right so i i don't think again to the three meal thingy uh, most of the work uh, should be very fast should be very efficient you do not need to reinvent uh, things right focus uh, very relates to customer experience i would say most of the time when i have given people the leeway to break the systems break the process do whatever they want is either in onboarding or in moments of delight right so that's about 20% of the whole thing be as creative as wild as you want in those 20% right those are the things that customers uh, remember right the first impressions and their thing getting done right uh, middle of the portion and I'm, don't take it literally i'm not saying like literally middle of the flow but a bulk of the work uh, you should be able to figure out what's the best way to do this write it down in a document for somebody and somebody else who's still learning probably a little junior should be able to follow it you need to know the rules to break the rules right and again problems that happen is processes where nobody knows their heads and tails why does this system exist what benefit is it getting us uh, design systems team which has no dashboard for adoption for contribution right so if if you don't have any proof of why if you don't have a somebody who owns the story of why did we create this process in a system and if you don't have somebody who can give you an instant answer for what is the value of system right now like in the last week what is the value that the system has provided if you don't have that then of course like it will become a fashion to rage against the system right and people will say this and it does make you slow in the shorter term any system does right uh, but you have to look long term right like uh, is making new check boxes every time <laughs> actually benefiting you in some way i will highly doubt that right uh, like look at material design base components the base atoms that have been there right have been there for 10 years now haven't changed mm-hmm. right like oh sure aesthetics will change a little right but the base components are there uh, microsoft for 20 years uh, the visual basic Visual library, what they call it, they didn't call it disaster, right? Survived with all those controls that they invented. We are still using them, right? Mac has certain components which are older than I am, right? So most of the work it gets faster if you follow the system, uh, and twenty percent of the things that that is where you need to identify for each business. But twenty percent of the places, yeah, you should give infinite creative freedom to people to be, you know, agile. Uh, you know to, to change directions right but you should not be changing direction in how do we design text fields right like <laughs> that's it's not gonna change anytime soon in fact i will bet good money even with apple's vr glasses the text field will look the same the cursor will blink the same way right like correct not gonna change so so yeah yeah unless voice takes over but anyway cool i think uh, this is a good note to end uh, i'll open up like i'm so sorry like 
Abhinit speaks a lot. Uh, anybody has any question? Quick, one or two questions. No questions, but I enjoyed listening to this rambling. Thank you. <laughs> sure, you're you're welcome. Cool. So I'll take that as a signing note. Thanks a lot, Abhinit, for sharing some brilliant gems here. Uh, most of them are really helpful. All of them are helpful. Most of them are like tweet worthy, I would say. So uh, we'll we'll probably circle back, make this cut this smaller pieces for the rest of the organization if that helps. But uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for your time. It was fun, fun talking to you. Cool. Thank you, everyone. If you want to talk or have any questions, you can just DM me on Twitter. This is my handle. And yeah, thanks a lot. This was fun. Thank you, everyone, for joining in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Avinit. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And that's it from today's Gan session. For show notes and more Gan, visit audiogan.com. And if you wish to connect with me, I am at audiogan moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.